Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to Teacher Tired. Have you ever heard the quote that you learn everything in kindergarten? (laughs) So as I've been teaching this year through kindergarten, there's so many things that have come up in my head like, why have we not continued this into our adult life? There's so many just simple things like wash your hands. If a student goes to the bathroom and they come out and I'm like, did you wash your hands? Did you use soap and water? It seems normal, right? They're five or six years old. Maybe they need that extra help. And then I go to Target and a woman goes to the bathroom and she leaves the bathroom without washing her hands. I want to say, did you wash your hands with soap and water? I'm like, I tell my kindergartners that. Come on, lady. Come on. You know you've done it before. Maybe not that. But there's so many things in our life that we don't take with us. We don't continue on. And I truly, truly believe we learned everything in kindergarten, guys. Everything. And there are a list of things. Let's see how many things I wrote. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I came up with ten things that I tell either my parents that I work with at work or my students on a daily basis that we need to remind ourselves in our future or aka in our adulthood. And I find it so funny that (laughs) these lists kind of came to my head, but I truly believe everything we need to know, everything that we've learned or need to continue in our future or in our adult life, we learned in kindergarten. Like think about this one. The first one I wrote is take turns and be patient, right? So something we teach our kids first week of school, if not the first day of school, is to take turns. You cannot always be the first one. And in fact, it does not matter if you are the first one. Be patient. Take turns. It's not the end of the world. And then I relate that to adulthood and I think about traffic. Like how many times have you been in traffic and someone is merging onto the highway and, or let's say you're merging onto the highway and the person to your left is like not letting you in. They're in an urgent state. They have somewhere to be. They're going fast and they're totally not letting you in. (laughs) This happens a lot in Phoenix, Arizona. They just won't let you in. And in my opinion, I'm like, what the heck? Take turns. Be patient. You learned that in kindergarten, right? (laughs) The second thing I listed was sharing is caring. I think this is so funny because, yes, we all know as adults that sharing is important. It's a good value. It's something we should be doing, and it's something we teach our kids. And yet so often we get hurt or we get irritated when we need to share something, like think about just the basic the basic ordering of food, right? You order your own food. You're with, let's say, your sister because I would do this to my sister in a heartbeat. You're with your sister. You're ordering food and she orders something. <laughs> now my family knows that I'm going to take my fork and go on over and take a bite of your food because sharing is caring and that's just who I am. But so many people are like irritated by that. So many people think, no, that's my food that I'm paying for. No, that's mine. I'm not sharing that with you. That's mine. And it just (laughs) blows my mind because we learned at such a young age that caring and taking care of others involves sharing. It involves taking a piece of what you have and giving it out to others. (laughs) 
I just find it so interesting. So those are just kind of two that kind of came to my head. But the other ones, the rest of them are very, very in-depth and intense. And it's really interesting just to kind of remind ourselves and think about. And another one is it's okay to play with someone else. And this is something that kind of month two into school, I teach my students that they might need space, right? So let's say someone comes up to me and they're like, again, I teach five and six-year-olds, so this is common, but they come up to me and they say, so-and-so doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And I'm like, well, do you think that's true or do you think maybe they just need some space? They say, well, maybe they just need some space. I said, yeah, let's give them some space right now. They may not want to play with you at the moment, but that's okay. We don't always want to play with, you know, so-and-so. That's okay. Give them some space and they'll want to play with you later. So I teach them at a very young age that it's okay to play with someone else. It's okay to want space and to give someone else space. And that is the same thing in our adult life that we struggle with so much. We struggle with the concept of not everyone is going to like us. Not every coworker, not every parent, not every grandparent is going to like you ever <laughs> in your life. It's just not going to happen. Not everyone will like you and that is okay. That is okay. You don't have to be 100% like to be successful. This was a huge topic at parent-teacher conferences. We talked about at parent-teacher conferences that instead of, I guess, I don't want to say sucking up, but I'm just going to say it. Instead of sucking up to parents or, I guess, saying things that they we think that they want to hear, the best way to have communication is to communicate. Strongly communicate why you're there, what your job is. Your job is to make sure that their student is successful. That's your job. Your job isn't to make the parent happy. Now, in most cases, that goes together. Most parents want their student to be successful too. But we all know that's not always the case. Sometimes there's situations where parents have a different motive. Parents want something else from school, right? Think about that all those t- all those times you thought you were they thought you were a babysitter. <laughs> it's okay to not have everyone like you. As long as you are taking turns, being patient, sharing is caring, and being kind, that does not mean that everyone needs to like you, and that is okay. Another one that I wrote down that I teach my kids um, at school, we actually use this as a quote um, in our classroom. So if one of my students isn't being very kind, we kind of use this to remind them why it's important to be kind. Um, And the quote is, the best way to have a friend is to be one. So the best way to have friends is to be a friend. And we talk about what that means in our classroom. We talk about what that means at the playground. We talk about what that means to our teachers and to our principal, et cetera, et cetera. But I find it really funny because Some people as adults forget this. I've experienced it. I know you have, especially in teaching. The best way to have a friend is to be one. Kind of goes back to sharing is caring. The best way to have a friend within your career or within your life is to simply just be a friend. 
be there for them when they need it, be there for them when they ask, right? Make people feel comfortable asking for help because we all know we all need it. Another thing is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. It's so funny because (laughs) I am definitely one of those people that just word vomits. I will say what is on my mind and then 10 seconds later realize I probably shouldn't have said that. And as I get older, I've gotten a lot better at it. Not necessarily saying things that I shouldn't be saying anymore. But it's funny to think that we have been told this since we were super, super young and just kind of some people just let it slide, right? Like some some people don't live by this anymore. And I feel like we probably should. If you don't have anything nice to say or have a different way of saying it, don't say it. And trust me, if you're good at communication, there's always a different way of saying it. And it's funny because this really hit me when I was on my Instagram. I have so many people on my Instagram that just give me such a hard time for no reason at all. And I'm not talking about people that are being constructive because I absolutely love constructive people who are trying to help me and give me advice and maybe tell me I shouldn't have said it a certain way because they're absolutely right. I probably shouldn't have said it that way. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people that go out of their way, go on to, let's say, a video of mine and just completely rant for no reason at all. And on top of that, they have no idea what I've been experiencing. So it's just really interesting to think that people feel as though they can say anything they want. And I just really wish we could stick to, if you don't have anything nice to say or have a better way of saying it, just don't say it. Find a different way of saying it where you can be constructive, where you can be helpful, not hurtful. Okay. Let's see. What number am I at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm at number seven. Healthy foods will energize you and keep you energized. (laughs) It's funny that I wrote it that way. I think the reason I (laughs) wrote it that way is because that's how I explain it to my kids. We talk about that a lot in school. Um, They all know that Mystery Wartha is very, very healthy. I like to move my body. I like to eat healthy foods. So we talk about it all the time. Well, even if we're talking about like donuts, I'm like, oh, I love donuts. And I ask them to put it in a category. Like, is that a healthy food and not healthy food? But am I still going to eat it? You know, we have those conversations just because I think it's really important to teach our children that. But that's a personal thing. I'm not saying that anyone else needs to do it. I just really enjoyed doing it in my classroom. Um, And so this is something we talk about a lot in my classroom. But it's funny that when we were younger, we were taught, you know, fruits and vegetables are good for you. And candy is not good for you. And too much candy is going to make you sick. And we reach a point where we're like mid-teens to maybe adulthood where we just don't care. And people stop reminding us about those things. And we kind of just eat whatever we want because there's no side effect. And maybe there is a side effect and we just don't care, right? It's just so funny that at such a young age we were exposed to this and we just kind of let it slide, right? So I definitely had to add that to the list of you learn everything in kindergarten because it's so something we learned at a young age that we just kind of like left or maybe it just fell out the window. (laughs) I don't know. And to go along with that is sleep is important, right? Like so, so, so young were we taking naps and finding out that sleeping makes our brain grow and makes us, you know, 
soup, it's sleep is so important, so important. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're on fire. You've gotten these, all these answers, right? You must have slept well last night. Sleep makes your brain get bigger and you learn faster and so much more. And we talk about that all the time, but as we become adults, we're rocking like four hours a night of sleep. I'm not because I know I can't possibly be a good teacher with four hours, but I know some of you out there are getting four to six hours a night. I know it. I know it. I have people in my family that can sleep three consistently every night and still manage to go to work for hours and hours and hours. I cannot personally do that. Sleep is so, so, so important, especially in our career field. And it's funny, just like all of these, that at such a young age, we were told that. We were told sleep was important. We were reminded. And we may have even felt the side effects, right? So what happened? Why do we not use that? Why do we not prioritize sleep as much anymore? We should. Number nine, I wrote, respect your teachers. They get they guide you in the right direction. <laughs> I know all of you are shaking your head like, yep. <laughs> Respect your teachers. They guide you in the right direction. I teach this to my kids at school, obviously for the reason of respecting me as their educator. But when you think about this from an adult, in your adulthood, I think we have a really hard time respecting and appreciating and showing our appreciation to our teachers, our guidance, right? And maybe that's your your pastor. Maybe that's your principal at work. Maybe that's your mentor at work. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's, you know, just someone mentoring you in your life teaching you something, guiding you in a positive direction. When was the last time you said thank you to them? When was the last time you thought about them? You may not even know that they're a mentor in your life, right? You may have someone in your life guiding you in the right direction and you not even realizing it. I challenge you to sit back and think about the people that are pushing you to make positive moves within your life. Who is guiding you? Who is leading you? And I'm not saying in the sense of they were placed as a mentor in your life, right? Maybe it just so happens that your cousin or your aunt is mentoring you in your life and you didn't even realize it. So I challenge you to think about that. Respect your teachers because they're guiding you in the right direction. Show your appreciation for them. And then the last thing I wrote was live, (laughs) this is funny, live a balanced life explore, let's see, this doesn't make any sense. I must have just wrote it in a bunch of words. Okay, so I said live a balanced life by learning and exploring. Have fun playing games while showing your creativity. So I kind of just jotted that down. But what I think I meant is don't take life so seriously, right? Like we as kids do that naturally. So for me, when I'm telling my students, hey, you know, this is a serious, uh, let's say we're learning how to spell CVC words or something. This is a serious matter and, 
you know, but we're going to have fun with it. So teaching our students to have balance, to really, truly enjoy what it is we're doing, but still learning, right? And I wholeheartedly think as adults, we should be doing that. We should still be learning and growing and pushing ourselves and motivating ourselves while enjoying it, enjoying the process, having balance, having fun, and exploring, right? Proving your abilities, proving all the things that you can do, keep pushing yourself to work harder, but have fun in the process. And that second part is very, very, very easy to forget when we have bills, when we have children, when we have everything going on in our lives. But take a second to breathe, take it in, appreciate what you have and have fun. If you don't think you're having fun, please stop what you are doing. Go have fun. Because it's something we learned at a very young age. Like I said, it's natural when we were young, but it's not natural anymore. It's just not. There's a lot of life that comes in and sweeps it away, and we have to find the fun in things. Or we're gonna lose it. (laughs) Especially as a teacher. A very, very tired teacher. You're exhausted, right? I get it. I am tired too. But there is still space for fun. Even in the smallest spaces, it is worth it. So that was just kind of a funny little, I don't know, word vomit of all the things I think we learned in kindergarten that what we kind of forgot about as adults. And it's super funny to sit back and think about those 10 things and compare them to when we were five, right? Or even when we were 15. When people told us those things, we were kind of like, all right, I get it. But now when you sit back and you think about it, it's like we really truly did learn all life skills in kindergarten. (laughs) If only I had listened better. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. That was a really... um, it was really fun to write and get all of that out, especially because because on a daily basis, I'm talking to my students about these things. So I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, go ahead and give it a review. Let me know what you thought. Um, come find me on Instagram. My name is joe.treewartha. Um, my last name is T-R-E-W-A-R-T-H-A. No idea where that last name came from. And yes, the students can say it. <laughs> so come find me on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook group that you can come join me called the Tired Teachers Lounge. Go ahead and just request to join the group. I will go ahead and throw you in there. I just kind of add little tips and tricks on a weekly basis, and then we talk about things on the podcast. So if you have questions about a podcast or you just want to kind of extend onto it or let me know what you thought, you can absolutely do it in that space. So come and join us. Come and join me on Instagram. Facebook group, anything that you can, and then let me know what you thought of this podcast. Have a fantastic day.